Hey, I got a question for you. I want you to really think about this. If um, somebody were to ask you how to get to your house, is there a, can they just get to your house any old kind of way? Or do they have to follow specific directions in order to get to your house? And also, to get into the main door of your house, how many people can fit through that door? Or can only one person, as far as an adult, fit through that door? Something to think about. The way to God's kingdom, the Bible says that it is narrow and that few find it. Do you want to know how to get into God's kingdom? Well, stay tuned for this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Well, guess what? You're actually listening to Black Nurse Biblecast, where I talk about God's word and also the devotions that we have for this morning. So you're list- if you're tuned in, you're listening to Black Nurse Biblecast. I appreciate you stopping by and um, hope you're ready for some inspiration from God's word this morning or whatever time you're listening to this. Um, we're going to be first coming out of the bonus scripture, which will be in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, um, talking about the narrow gate. I'm interested to know um, about Christ's um, you know, plan or actually God's way to get into the kingdom of God. Is it through a narrow gate or a wide gate? So that's up to some of us. And the other um, scripture that we're going to be reading is also found in today's devotional of um, God's word for every need, which is by Mark Stipe. So this is going to be day two of our devotional. Hopefully you guys have been following along. Um, and this um, scripture is going to be found in 2 Corinthians 6.18. Now, this devotional is very special, too, because it really identifies or talks about our true identity and one of the things that is entitled in this in this devotional is you'll be sons and daughters to me it's very important that we understand that number one we understand god's true identity in which he's trying to identify us to himself and then also also what our true identity is in in god through jesus christ so sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey guys, so how's your day? How's everything looking for you this week? Hopefully you're having a wonderful week. And so, um, yeah, I woke up this morning and uh, read this verse. Kind of want to share it with you. Um, Something to think about. So this verse comes out of Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. And it reads, and this is Jesus talking. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Wow. Now, this one here can be a hard verse, all depending on how you take it. Um, Jesus is making it very, very clear in this passage that God's way, 
God's kingdom can only be entered in through one way and through a specific way. In other words, the gateway to life is what he calls it. And so I'm noticing how Jesus describes it. And I'm very big on like descriptions and stuff. And I'm noticing here, he says in the beginning in verse 13, you can enter, you can enter, it says, God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The narrow gate. Now, first of all, it's a gate. It's a way to get in. The narrow gate to me represents not only just one way, but it's how you enter in. You enter in through the narrow gate, which means that there's only enough room for just yourself. Other words, you can't take anybody with you through this narrow gate. Matter of fact, you can't even take anything with you, no belongings, in order to enter into the narrow gate. It doesn't say anything about the path, but the gate itself to enter in, it's kind of like that doorway. You can't enter into that gate with a bunch of stuff. And this is into God's kingdom. So he talks about the narrow gate. In verse 14, he says the gateway to life is very narrow. Now, after you enter into that narrow gate, supposedly that you go in by yourself with nothing to take with you or no one because technically you're, you're by yourself. So the, narrow, the gate is narrow. You got to go up on your own and you can't take nothing else with you, no belongings. This is just enough room for yourself to go in. But it says also, and the road is difficult. That's the second thing it says. So it mentions that the gate is narrow. The road itself, once you get into the gate, there's a road. It doesn't say that God's kingdom is right on the other side of that narrow gate. It just says that the road leading to God's kingdom is very difficult. The road is difficult. Okay. And then it says, and only a few ever find it. Let's talk about that before we talk about the other, the other path or the other way. Entering in God's kingdom. Now, this is not about legalism. Okay. I just want to get that out there. It's not about religion. This is truly about a way into getting into God's kingdom. And also understand this, that God also say, says in his verse, it says that only a very, only a few ever find it. Okay. These are all descriptive words that are telling you how to advance in the kingdom of God. And what is God's kingdom? What is God's kingdom? Well, God's kingdom is a is a is a is a place that is spiritual, it's not physical. You can't get into God's kingdom 
through a physical way, meaning that we can't just right now um, figure out, oh, okay, God's kingdom is here and say across the ocean, we got to take a boat and we got to get over there on this other land and there's this big castle and that's that's God's kingdom. No, this is not when he says God, when the verse, when Jesus is talking about God's kingdom, it has nothing to do with a physical place. So, so is it heaven? Well, if it's heaven, then definitely it is a definitely a place that that very few find it because there's a specific way in which you have to get to heaven. Amen. So, not only is that place or this destination is a place in which you and I have to enter in a certain way we cannot enter in with our condition the way it is our condition first of all is sinful when we're born we're born into sin that means that we have all kind of we have all kind of things that 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 are already on us when we get into this world when we're born we're talking about our character we're talking about our way we're talking about our spiritual condition we're spiritually separated from God when we come into this world we come in with a with a condition and that condition is called sin did, did you do something to get it? No. Did I do something to get it? No. It's almost like you're born with this disease. And this disease is called sin. Well, whose fault is it? Well, according to the Bible, Adam and Eve, when they, when they were in the Garden of Eden, they were the first people that God placed in the garden. He asked them. Basically, they disobeyed God. So we can go into that later. But the point of the matter is, is that. Man in the very beginning disobeyed God. Once you disobey God and God is the one that makes the makes the rule or makes the law or makes the way in which you're obedient once you disobey God that according to God is sin now before you before you kind of look at it like wait a minute that doesn't that doesn't seem right got to remember either you can go by God's rules or you can go by your own rules Either you can go by God's way or go by your own understanding. But remember, we're talking about how to get into God's kingdom. So the condition is sin. In order for us to, in order for sin to be dealt with in our lives, we need someone or something to help us get this sin off. And to get the sin off, according to the Bible again, according to God's word, we need someone to advocate for us. We needed someone who could stand in our place, someone who could help us get this sin off and that person according to the Bible is Jesus Christ well why is he so important well because Jesus according to the Bible is the son of God Jesus is the one that God chose to sacrifice and another thing about Jesus, guess what? 
Jesus is the son of God. He's God's only begotten son, which means that it was definitely a sacrifice. It was a definitely it was definitely a sacrifice for God to sacrifice. That means to to have his son be killed or be executed on a cross. Well, why in the world would God ever do that? Short answer is God loves me and you. Okay, well then, did I do something so bad that caused Jesus Christ to be on the cross to be executed for me and for you? Well, yeah, that sin that's on you, that sin that's on me, that's where Jesus Christ had to deal with that. Kind of little, little, still scratching your head a little bit, right? Well, let me make it a little bit more graphic for you. Now, <clears throat> not only did God say that he had to execute his own son by the hand of man on on the cross at that time but the shedding of his blood would also be in other words you know how they say the blood will be on our hands yes it needs to be not only on our hands but all over us well that's just grotesque <laughs> That might be a question you might have. Well, let's let me just backtrack and say, no, the blood wasn't literal, literal blood on us. But when he shed his blood, God saw that the sacrifice was made and the shedding of the of of the blood of his only begotten son was the life that was coming out of him. The life is in the blood. And the life that was that was coming out of the son of God, uh, out of Jesus Christ, was innocent blood. It had to be someone that was innocent of your sin and my sin in order for this to work. In order for us to be able to get this sin washed off of us, Christ, God's son, had to be sacrificed. Life that came from him had to be life given for us. Well, that's pretty deep. Yes, it is. It's pretty deep. Now, the reason why I kind of had to bring a backstory to that is because remember that gate and remember that way to get to God. Remember that narrow path. And remember the end, the, the last part of it is very or few find it. It's because that way in which we, which is described here, is the only way we can get to God. It's the only way we can walk this out. They say that the path, the gate is narrow. The path or the, the path that is, the road that is taken is difficult. And only a few ever find it. This is not about exclusivity. This is not about how good you can be. This is not about you dotting your I's and crossing your T's. This is simply about obeying and doing what God has called you to do in order to get to him. When God speaks and when he talks or when he says in his word that 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 uh, Jesus Christ when God had so loved the world that he, he gave his only begotten son 
that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 That is not just dotting your I's and crossing your T's. That is a narrow gate. That is a difficult path. And that is a path that only one can find it. See, some people think that they can go into this gate without, with something in their hand. Maybe they come through this gate because they figure there's got to be more than just one way. I don't believe that Jesus was the only way to get to God. (laughs) I've actually heard people say this. And they've also even said that that's not fair that God says you got to come through this way because I don't believe everything that the Bible says or I don't believe that there's got to be just one way to get to God. That's just being narrow minded. That's just being um, um politically or not politically correct I guess they want to call it now so we got to remember in order to get to God's kingdom this is the direction and the directives that he takes now in the beginning of this Bible cast I asked the question if you were to give someone directions and instructions to get to your house. Now there is more than one way to get to your location. This is your location. But say there wasn't. Say say there was only one way to get to your house and you had they had to give you had to give them specific instructions to get to your house not only that but there are certain directions in order to go down that road because if you don't go down the road the right way guess what you're going to lose and you won't be able to get there now I want to kind of go back to this verse real quick to let you know or to to talk about the fact that this road is difficult. Now, I'm going to say this. It might be a little controversial maybe to you, even as a Christian. You know what I really believe? I really believe that the road to the kingdom of God is not difficult by way of who you follow. If you follow Christ and you follow the Holy Spirit as directed, yes, <coughs> there are ups and downs in life. Yes, there are challenges. And there's challenges to your faith. But as long as you as long as you Keep your eyes and your mind on Christ. Christ said that he, he, in other words, the word of God is the lamp unto his, in other words, the word of God is the light that lights the path that you're supposed to be on. Reading God's word, following his instructions. And And his instructions are not difficult, but they're not, They're not anything that will cause you to do anything that is bad. He makes them very clear. And understand this. God is not, God is not making this game of say, uh, what's that game where it's like a, uh, obstacle course. 
to where, uh-oh, uh-oh, he's not going to make it to the end. Kind of like that, what's that one show that comes on TV called Wipeout? And these people have to go across this numerous of different obstacle courses and, and challenges in order to make it. And, lo- and a lot of them, they're either falling, to the f- falling in the water. It's kind of like God is not doing that. God is not, you know, got this obstacle course and now we have this person. Let's see if he's going to make it. And all the angels are cheering you on. No, it's, it's not like that. But God has already set the pace and the, the, way, and the way to get to him into the kingdom of God. And that is through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has made the way already for me and for you. Now, I haven't talked about anything, the other part of this verse, which I've skipped around it on purpose because I wanted us to focus on the kingdom of God and how to get into the kingdom of God. So now he does talk about another way. He does mention it in this verse and he says, the highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for many who choose that way. That's in verse 13, the other half of it. It says the highway to hell is broad and his gate is wide for many who choose that way. So here's the thing. There is a way to supposedly get to heaven, but it's wide. That means these are people that say, um, well, I understand that I did this, but I'm sure he'll let me in because he, he kind of grades on the curb. He understands my faults. He understands everything. So, you know, saying I'm, I'm just going to walk on in just in this way. And I'm sure he, he's going to accept me. There's other people that say, well, I've done so many good things. I mean, I've given to the poor. I've, 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 I've helped people in the hospital. I've visited the sick. I've even, I've even preached to people. I've even preached to people. I've done so many good things. Thanksgiving, I hand out turkeys to people that, that are in need. I'm sure that everything I've done is enough for me to get into this kingdom. So I'm just going to go through this here gate right here. Or you got people that says, well, I'm, I'm of this religion here. And this religion tells me that I don't really need to, I don't really need to um, understand Jesus Christ, or I don't really need to know who Christ is. I, I, I mean, God is the one. This is God's kingdom, not Jesus's kingdom. So therefore, let me just go ahead and go straight to him. I don't need a middleman. I don't need someone like an advocate. I, I don't need that. I just need to get to God himself. Let me just go on and knock on this here door and he'll let me in. I mean, the Bible, the, the Bible says there's a verse and I can't find it right now. But the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to man, but the end is destruction. There's a way or there is a path that seems right, that everything seems right in your head. Remember, the gate that is wide is is full. It's full of people that go through this gate. It's a lot easier. Get this it's a lot easier. You can bring your friends. And I'm going to say this real quick. I've actually heard people that accept the fact of going to hell and say, well, my friend's going to be there, so I'm going to have a good time there. Really? So that means that if you decide to go to hell, you'd rather be separated from God along with your friends and think that that's going to be a good time. Well, I got news for you. There's never going to be a good time in hell. You know, We'll get into 
a specific um, topic on that one day on our Bible podcast. But in this episode right now, I really want to focus on God's kingdom and where not to go. The he- the the wide the wide gate is a gate that's full of different reasons as to how to get to God's kingdom. And it says everybody goes down that path. A lot of people. In other words, it's the easier way. See, the Bible calls that the easy way. And the reason why is because of the fact that it's easily, it's easily tempted. The temptation and it's so accepted and widely accepted. We're living in a culture today, 2019, that in a lot of ways, we've veered so far off the path to get to God's kingdom or the ways of God. We've actually reasoned. There's, there's, there's at some points we have to be careful, but you can reason your way in your mind or in your heart even on how and how important it is to follow this path, the narrow way and through this narrow gate in order to get to God's kingdom. I am not, I still want to give this disclaimer. I am not saying that you got to live, that you got to design yourself this way, uh, uh, be specific this way, because here's the thing. And the reason why I'm not going to say that is because one, it's not up to me to tell you how to live. It's not up to me to show you how to live. This is not a bunch of rules of do's and don'ts. At one point in my life, even before I became a Christian, that's how I thought. I thought that, oh, I got to clean. I got to do this. I got to do this a specific way. Oh man, I messed up. Here's, here's the, here's the thing. And this is another reason why the path is difficult. Because if you're trying to, if you're trying to shape yourself into something, if you're trying to not break these rules or have a checklist of, of, of different things and, and every time you turn around, you're, you're messing up or you start over, that's difficult. You're doing, you're, you're, you're paying more attention to your behavior and your and, and and when you mess up and when you don't and all that stuff, instead of focusing on God, instead of focusing on God, instead of focusing on Christ who sacrificed His life for you, listen, Christ, His sacrifice on the cross was no easy task. It was difficult. It was difficult for God the father it was difficult for Christ because not only did he just not just die physically on the cross but he was separated from the father from his father which he's never been separated from his father two the sacrifice was difficult for him because of the fact that he had to carry your sin and my sin on that cross he had to take, other words, he had to take the blame and the brunt of God's anger and disapproval upon him. And that's what made that difficult. See, we, going back to the comparison of hell, we think that hell is just a place where you go and either be with your friends or fire and brimstone. It's a lot different. It's a lot different than that. There is sadness and there's weeping and gnashing of teeth like God says, or like Jesus says, I'm sorry. Jesus describes it as a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and that there is no comfort. You'd want to physically die or you want to die like as in make it stop, but it won't. But I say this because of the fact that the 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 exception or the um, the 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 feeling that that hell is just a place where there's just no torment or anything like that. That's far from it. 
it's even more difficult to understand this and I would never want to try to understand this either but it's separation from God and we don't really know the full detail and the effect of how it is to live without God's um, his without his his presence in our lives because he's always his presence has always been there has always been there okay but again if you're going down the wide gate this doesn't matter because then you can say well I you know if I don't make it that's fine I can always go this down this one path or I can go to this de this destination and that leads to hell see that leads to hell so what path do you want to be on think about that as we read this verse out of out of Matthew 7 13 and 14 I'll read this one more time you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate the highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way but the gate to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. I believe this morning God is asking you and me, what path are you choosing? He's not, he's not, he's only telling you that this is the only way to get into God's kingdom. But he does tell you that that the path is wide that goes to hell for those that choose that path. And I say this one last thing about this verse then, because he says choose for those that choose. There's a there's a there's an idea or a mindset, not just in the Christian community, but just in the world in the world as as, as large, and that is. God sends you to hell. Well, here's the here's the reality of it is, is that hell was created for those that don't want to be with God. But hell was also, according to the Bible, hell was created for the devil and his and his and his angels, his demons. That was what hell. That's where what hell was created for. But it's also created for people who don't want to don't want to be with God don't want they they don't want they don't want to be in the presence of God in other words going to church one day out the week is too hard reading the bible learning about God is too hard you know sacrificing your time from the different things that are carrying your life in a direction that's not in the direction that God wants best for you is too hard. Doing things that God is telling you to let that go is too hard. Well, guess what? That way is easy. And that way is, is you choose that way. The Bible tells us to choose you this day whom you will serve. You can. And, 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 and then there's so much, there's so many verses that come to my mind right now. You're either hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, he'll spew you out. Meaning that he he won't accept you halfway in or halfway out. He won't accept you taking anything. Remember, the gate, the gate, just to get through the gate is narrow. We're not talking about after that. We're just talking about just to get in the gate. You cannot go into get to the kingdom of God with any other type of mindset only the mindset of God I need your way I need your way not my way I need your walk not my walk understand that this way is what God has established 
in order to get to his kingdom. If it was your kingdom and my kingdom, guess what? We'd have all different types of ways. We probably, you know, hey, well, I understand. Well, you know what? Come on in anyway. No. No. But please, please understand. Even as Christians, me as a child of God, even me, I have to also understand that I want to get to the kingdom of God. I want to get to God's kingdom. I want to I want my life to be shaven down, not to where it's, it's, it's not I no longer, but Christ. When people see me, I want them to see Christ. They can't see Christ. They cannot see Christ if they see so much of me and my ways and what I decide and how I decide to live. And that becomes the, the thing that you see more than you see about Christ. And I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave that out there. I'm going to leave that thought out there for you to think about. And the reason why I say that, because God has designed this path. Like he said, this path is the clues. The only clues he's giving you is that the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult. And third, only a few ever find it. The reason why I'm going to leave that out there for you, because this is this is your walk between you and God. When I when I say that, I know that I know that some of you might think, oh, well, well, yeah, as long as it's between me and God, then uh, then I can just I can do what I want to do because it's just between me and God. You know what? You're right. It's in between. It's between you and God. But no. But understand and know this: the 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 more and the closer that you are with God, the more you begin to see yourself. The closer that you become with God, the more He begins to to reveal your who you are. The closer you get to God, your lifestyle is going to change. It's going to reflect. And who is it going to reflect? It's going to reflect Christ. Remember, the Bible's the Bible. The, in other words, the sacrifice that Christ made is intended to change you and to change me. He talks about when one accepts Him, that they will come into Him and sup with Him. In other words, they will come into his heart or her heart and abide. Abide, meaning they will come in and they will make their residence within you. So if you're wondering whether or not God intends to change you, oh yes, he intends to change you. Just like he intends to change me and is changing me. There's an old saying, an old verse that comes out of the church that I used to, that I was, that I was a part of. And it said that something on the inside, working on the outside, oh, what a change in my life. There's something that when you accept Christ, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. There is a change that no man could ever do and that you yourself could ever do. And but that change comes when you accept by faith the Lord Jesus Christ. And then not only this is there acceptance of what Christ has done on the cross, but from that point on to live out what it is to be a child of God. That journey or that um, process is a lifetime process. It is a process that now you are on what what God calls the life, the gateway to life is very narrow. And it says the road is difficult. Okay? The road is difficult. So we really 
really it's up to each one of us. How are you going to find the kingdom of God and the reward? I forgot to mention that at the end of your life, just like the end of my life is God's kingdom. God's kingdom, his heavenly kingdom. And we and you and I are a part of that. So do you want that to be your reward today? Let that be your reward. Let that be your reward. At the end of your life, after all the things you've encountered, all the things you do, all the responsibilities you have, all the hats you wear in these different positions, being a father, being a husband, being a, maybe a CEO, maybe a boss, maybe a worker, maybe just a whatever, whatever you are, a friend, a brother, a uncle, a grandfather. Okay. Whatever hats that you're putting on. Understand this at the end of your life, After all the stuff you went through, all the things that you've ever done. Now comes to the point of the last thing you enter into is the kingdom of God. We're all going to leave this life at different times and intervals. Some of us will enter in sooner than others. Some of us will see a lot of us go before we go. But the one thing that is definite is that we all, we all will go. We will all go at some point. Please make it to the point where you're entering into God's kingdom at the end of your life and that you knew for sure and you're assured that okay God I might not have done everything right but I followed you so follow Christ follow his way enter in that narrow way yes it's narrow sometimes and it is difficult because it's difficult only again is if you're doing it and walking it your way. But as long as you follow Christ, it's not going to be as difficult. It won't. Follow Jesus Christ. Make him the person that you follow because Christ didn't want to just sacrifice himself just to do it. Christ sacrificed his life for you and for me. Hey, so that's a great verse for today. I hope you got a lot out of it. And stay tuned for our sponsor, which is Anchor. If you want to design your own podcast like I'm doing and share God's word even, give Anchor a try. So we are on day two of our devotional entitled God's word for every need. So have you been enjoying this devotional so far? I know I'm, I always like to ask that and uh, just kind of want to know whether you're getting something out of it, just like I am. Um, I love reading God's word. I love reading his devotion or the devotionals that are by great authors Um that, you know, center their, um, you know, just their, their things around God's word and everything. And it's really set up to, uh, inspire us and encourage us to, um, continue to live our, you know, God's best in our lives and stuff and keep our minds and our hearts focused on the Lord. So, um, 
this this uh, devotional here um, pretty much centers around you know our relationship with God as our Father, and so um, in today's devotion, He's um, wanting us to focus on our true identity. So our true identity, who are we with God? In other words, maybe even how does God see us? Um, so if you're in God, you know, you have an identity. You're, uh, if you're a child of God, excuse me, if you're a child of God, you you definitely have um, an identity. And so um, there's no need for you to have an identity crisis, not knowing who you are or say, for instance, um, like they say, you're in your 40s and, you know, you act like a child or something. I don't know. There's all kind of things that the, the, the basically in our culture, what we say sometimes about, you know, you're having a uh, what do you call it? Identity crisis or you're you're in your 50s and, you know, you're having midlife crisis or some something like that. But anyway, um, just things that come to my mind as I'm talking to you. Right right now but um in this today's devotion it's saying um you'll be sons and daughters to me so this is um you know this is taken out of um the scripture reading of second corinthians 6 18 which which actually reads um let's see here which which actually reads uh let's see and i will be a father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So he wants us to understand, first of all, we are not just believers. We're not just Christians that go to church or whatever you may feel that you are. But you are, you and I are, I should say, you and I are, we're both sons and daughters of God. So what is that? that relationship or that title really makes it takes it to another level of intimacy and of belonging so in other words you're just not another number do you know like in in society the way we live today that you know there's so many people on earth and it's almost like you're just another number and you're not anyone special. You're not anyone that is special to say, maybe your job or maybe, you know, a company that you're a part of or something. Um, but with God, you are special. You and I are both very special people. And, and another thing to add to that is because he's made us in his own image, we're definitely, um, really special to him because we are um, made in his image with and in, and in his likeness. So now, what makes us even more uh, in his likeness is our den- our identity in Christ Jesus. So, because Christ died for us, and we become we we accept Christ's uh, sacrifice on the cross, then we go from that point to um, having. His spirit reside in us. And with every single day of while we're in Christ, we are developing. In other words, we're developing as individuals to be closer and more, more like Christ, more like him. Remember, God is talking about identity and talking about our true identity. So if you're in Christ Jesus, guess what? You are truly identified with Christ, but you are one with God. You are one with God. Isn't that good news? I think that's great news. I don't know about you, but I really think that that's great news. Okay. So every father, every good father has a dream for his children. Now it says in the previous devotion, we saw part of God's dream for us. Then that was, I'll be a father to you. That's been his plan since before the foundation of the world but there's no more but there's more excuse me but there's more not only does God want us to know his true identity he also wants us to know our true identity if he is our father then does then what does that make us if we choose to follow his son Jesus Christ It makes us his sons and daughters. This is the greatest joy of all to know 
that God is the father we've all been waiting for and to revel in the privilege of being his adopted sons and daughters. This is his dream for our lives. Let's make it our highest goal to enter into the fullness of what it means to be the sons and daughters of the greatest father of all. Let's make it our life's goal to be the best sons and best daughters that we could possibly be to our father in heaven. This is the father's dream for our lives. Let's make it our dream too. Amen. So again, what do you think about this? This is wonderful. What a wonderful privilege. Maybe you're, maybe this morning you're not sure whether or not you're special to anybody. Well, guess what? I have news for you. You are very, very special to God and you mean a lot to him because you are a part of his family. If you follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you if you read his word, if you praise and worship him, if if you're the type of individual that your heart and your mind and your soul is on the Lord, you know what? Guess what? You are a child of God. You're a child of God. Am I saying that you're perfect? Yeah, you might make some mistakes. Yeah, you might fall down a few times. Yeah, you might even, some days you may not be the best quote unquote Christian person that you could think you are. But guess what? In God's eyes, when he looks at you, he's saying that is my son and that is my daughter. And I'm so pleased with them and I'm so proud of them. And I want to continue to, to develop them and to work on them so that they can also understand who they are. It's important for God, for you to know who you are. It's important for you to understand that you're just not a person in life just getting by. It is important for you to understand that you're just, you're, otherwise you wear many hats. Maybe you're a woman that is a mother or uh, maybe a, a wife to your husband, or maybe you're the type of person that maybe you're a school teacher or maybe you're you know, some kind of profession that you are at your job, at your workplace. Maybe you are a student. Maybe you're, you know, someone at the church even. Maybe you're, you're maybe working the, um, work in the nursery or work in the choir or administratively, whatever it is that you are, that's who you are here on earth. But also what God sees, he says, I see all that, what you're doing, but you are so much more. And you know what? We have to wake up every morning. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that guess what? You are a child of God. You belong to the most high. He is your father. So we have to I remember to identify who we are, who we are. I, wa I watched a wonderful movie um, called it was um, it was called Overcomer. One of the best parts of this movie was when there was a man that visited another gentleman in the hospital who was blind and he was blind. He had he had lost his sight. And so he introduced himself to him as a friend of a pastor and he didn't introduce himself as a minister or anything. And of course, the guy that, you know, in the in the room in the hospital room had no idea who he was, but he enjoyed talking to him. Well, about the second, maybe the second act of the movie, when there was, you know, things got kind of really personal, really deep. In other words, in other words, begin to talk more about personal things in each of their lives. One of the things that that was brought up was the fact that the blind guy who was who was totally blind, had no sight. He had asked him to pray for him. Now, of course, you know, he he didn't pray for him right away. But he uh, but one of the things that the guy picked up on is the fact was I heard that you you talk about yourself as a coach or you heard you, you talk about yourself as certain things as a father even. But you've never told you you never identified or never introduced yourself as a Christian. You never said that. And I'm kind of curious. How are you? How do you feel about yourself? And that's what I'm asking you today. I'm asking you today. How do you feel about yourself when it comes to when it comes to uh, 
the Bible, when it comes to God's word, when it comes to your relationship with God, how do you feel about yourself? Honestly, this is a really honest question. Ask yourself, do I feel like I am a child of God? Maybe this might be something that may conjure up some memories or things that you might have in your mind about maybe things you've done, maybe things that you've that you've uh, 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 done secretly and never told anyone. Well, those are probably the reasons why you may not may or may not be feeling like you're a child of God. Remember, God is so interested. He knows who we are as far as who he knows who we are but do we know who we are that's the question that truly is the question we have to get to the place where we understand who we are in God's family amen so think about it when you see your children imagine if your children your son and your daughter have to the point came to the point where they seem lost they seem to not really know or have a confidence of who they are even even if you're a type of individual that you guys maybe your family takes pride in their last name like say you know i'm just using for example uh if your last name being johnson and that the johnsons are known for for having such family pride and also such excellence and if you become a Johnson, which you might be born as a Johnson, then guess what? You are automatically privileged, should be privileged because your name holds weight. Well, do you understand that God wants us to under, to, to know this? He wants us to know that, that we carry a name that holds weight. Amen. Jesus Christ being that he is the, he is the son of the living God. Remember, Jesus Christ alone, his name holds weight. You know why? Because look at who his father is. God is, he is the, he is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one that created all things and knows all things, right? This God is the Jehovah Jireh, the, the provider. He is a Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Okay. He is, he is the most high God. He is the Elohim. So, what are we saying here? What are we saying as a result of this? We got to remember, we belong to this God that has many titles. So next time when you're feeling kind of down and out a little bit, when you maybe you're feeling um, um, a feeling like I, I'm not special. Know who your father is. Your father is special. In other words, you should be exalted and highly favored, right? Because you're a child of the Most High King. So if you listen to this podcast or this Bible cast, understand that you're a child of the Most High. Hold your head up and be proud and excited. Because you know what? You got a God that owns it all. You got a God that's all powerful. You got a father that treats you as a son, as a daughter. Amen. Understand that. Father God, we're going to end this in prayer. So, Father God, I just thank you so much for those that are listening to this podcast right now. Those that are listening and if they're feeling discouraged or down and out. Lord, lift their spirits up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you so much because according to your word, we are sons and daughters of of you who is the most high God. Lord, I thank you so much for every blessing that you're giving us and have given us and will give us. Lord, I thank you so much for opening the doors and the windows of heaven. Father, I pray right now, as we truly, truly know our identity in you, let us reach that full, that fullness. Well, let us reach that confidence of us knowing that we're just not just your everyday average, average individual, uh, every average Christian, but Lord, we are the child of the most high God and we are kings and queens in your eyes. Lord, 
I thank you so much for everything that you're doing and will do in our lives. Help us to have a wonderful week. Help us to meditate on this word. Help us to take take in everything that we hear from you. And God, last of all, let me not forget to thank you. Thank you for your many blessings. But also thank you for adopting us into your family. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, for shedding his blood on the cross so that we wouldn't have to go through the burden of trying to do right and be right. But help us by your spirit to have that spiritual awakening so that we'll know exactly who we are in Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's about it. You can follow me on all my social medias. So follow me on my Instagram at Black Nerd for You. You can also follow me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Black Nerd 46. Then also you can follow me at Black Nerd, Larry at Black Nerd on Twitter. And then also you can also listen to this podcast on Anchor. So that's www.anchor.fm forward slash Black Nerd dash 50. Okay, that's www dot anchor dot fm forward slash uh, black nerd dash 50 and then also you can catch me or listen to me on spotify on on apple music also on uh, google play music or google google uh, podcast excuse me chromecast overcast podbean stitcher breaker uh, radio republic Radio Public, excuse me. Um, all those different different uh, ways that you can catch my, my, my podcast. And please, first of all, subscribe and share this podcast with someone that you love or someone that cares, someone that you care about. And then also, second of all, um, support. Support this podcast. Now I'm also able to... Um, to get support from from my listeners so if you feel god has placed it on your heart to to sow a seed into this this uh podcast i greatly appreciate it so feel if you feel the need sow a seed and that will help help me enhance my podcast or this podcast for god's kingdom and for those that are listening so that we can have better content better equipment also the last thing is leave a comment leave a message you can record a message now and go ahead and do that so that i can become better and better listener or better uh podcaster amen so until the next time i appreciate you love you guys be blessed have a safe week and i'll talk to you next time All right.